We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon football can make a statement on the recruiting trail this weekend when the Ducks play Colorado. And we're going to talk about it on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, your premier podcast for all things Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting. Just in case you happen to be new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Really excited for today's episode of the pod. It is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. Dion, Primetime Sanders, and the Colorado Buffaloes are coming to Eugene this week. We got number 10 Oregon versus number 19 Colorado. Should be a great game. Big time showdown. The last that I saw, the line had moved to 21 in favor of the spread, I should say. 21 points. 21 and a half points in that neighborhood in Oregon's favor. And we all know that Travis Hunter isn't going to be playing in that game after suffering an injury on a late hit against Colorado state last week. So that's a big bummer. I was looking forward to seeing Troy Franklin versus Travis Hunter, but looks like we're just going to have to look forward to other matchups on Saturday. Got another recruiting focused episode for you guys today. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're tuned into today's episode. Always appreciate those five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcast as well. And then you can watch us on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. If you haven't already checked that out, that's where we're coming to you for today's episode. So, a little bit of recruiting news we're going to talk about this weekend and kind of what a win over Colorado would mean for Dan Landon and the Ducks on the recruiting trail in 2024 and beyond. But first, some news and notes coming out of the weekend. We have five-star offensive tackle Brandon Baker eyeing his big commitment on September or on Sunday, September 24th. He's on the heels of his look what looks like his final official visit to Nebraska. And barring any last-minute changes at the 11th hour in this one, I'm still feeling pretty good about my prediction to Texas. I switched that one from Oregon to Texas last week. It's not always good news when it comes to covering recruiting and things are fluid. And I think that uh, Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns have done a great job in that recruitment, certainly riding a big wave 
of momentum on the recruiting trail following their win over the Alabama Crimson Tide on the road in Tuscaloosa at Bryant-Denny Stadium. So as of right now, I think that uh, Brandon Baker is probably going to be a Longhorn when all things are said and done on Sunday. But I think that that is definitely a, 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 a little little note that we uh, needed to hit on. He's been a big target for the Ducks in 2024, but kind of looks like that has changed a little bit in the last month or so. Um, what else do we have here? Aiden Breland, five-star off uh, defensive lineman, excuse me, arguably the top uncommitted target still on the board for Oregon in 2024. He just took an unofficial visit out to Georgia over the weekend. And I think uh, this is a little bit of a no news is good news situation for Oregon with their recruitment of the five-star defensive lineman out of modern day. Why do I say that? Well, it's because my kind of biggest concern for Oregon going into that visit to Georgia this past weekend was that he's going to come back and he's going to set a commitment date, announce a commitment date, which to me, when it's that close to a visit to one of your finalists, I think that would almost spell that he is going to be headed to Georgia. But Aiden Breland, as of right now, uh, just about noon here on Tuesday, he has not set a commitment date. So I think that's good news for Oregon. Now the priority shifts to getting him back on campus for a visit before he ends up announcing his college commitment. And we know that the modern day Monarchs this week are going to be in Baltimore for a big uh, big matchup, non-league matchup against Michael Van Buren and the St. Francis Academy Panthers. So another huge challenge for the Oregon quarterback commit out there in Baltimore. So we got to keep our eyes on that matchup and see how they perform, how he performs, I should say. But Oregon continuing to stay involved with Aiden Breland. We know that he's working from a final three of Oregon, Miami, and um, Georgia. Really kind of feels like a 1A, 1B situation, though, for me, as far as this one looking like an Oregon versus Georgia battle. But you can't write off Miami and Mario Cristobal. We know that he knows how to recruit, obviously, from his days at Oregon. At Alabama and other stops. They just landed a big five-star commitment in the 2025 class from Miami along the defensive line last week following their big win over Texas A&M. So what are we talking about as far as this weekend and what Oregon can do on the recruiting trail to make a statement? Make a statement to those 2024 guys that are going to be on campus. Make a statement to those 2025s and beyonds I think that this is an opportunity for them. Really, their first big weekend, their first big-time matchup of the 2024 season. We saw a couple guys make their trip, make their way out to Eugene last weekend for the game against uh, Hawaii. We saw a 2024 Oregon defensive line commit, Zadavian Sims. Uh, he, he tripped out over the past weekend for that game against the Rainbow Warriors. We saw Fox Crater, an offensive line commit this cycle out of Vancouver, Washington, looked like he was in Eugene for that game. So he made the trip. Wouldn't be surprised if he came back again this weekend because it is that easy. You have to remember that that's a guy who, um, that's a guy who made all those trips last year during the season. He went to almost every home game. So he's probably realizing that uh, Oregon would love to have him for this big weekend and serve as a, a peer recruiter to try to get some of these uncommitted guys to ultimately hop in the fold. Right. So it is Tuesday and I'm still working on getting some of these, uh, some of these guys, some of these visitor list names together, but we do know a couple of names that are supposed to be in Eugene right now for this weekend, starting off with a pair of Oregon commits 
uh, in the 24 class. We're looking at Long Beach Poly linebacker Dylan Williams out of Southern California and linebacker commit Kamar Matuti out of Los Alamitos High School in Long Beach, California. In Los Alamitos, California, sorry. I'm in Long Beach, so I get a little jumbled up sometimes. But we have at least two Oregon linebacker commits, two commits for the Ducks that are going to be back on campus this weekend. Um, also heard there's a little bit of buzz that Jordan Anderson might make it up to Eugene this weekend. He's a 2024 wide receiver out of Newport Harbor high school in Southern California that is committed to the ducks. So just talk a little bit here about the value of having those guys on campus for such a big weekend. I think I kind of got into it a little bit earlier, but Peer recruiting. We have to talk about peer recruiting and just how tremendously valuable that is for any coaching staff because recruits are able to relate to each other on a different level than coaches are because the coaches aren't going through recruiting right now. They're they're not, you know, they're not a high school player. They can't relate to what other challenges these high school players are facing. So I think having commits on campus is a great asset for the Ducks, especially with a big time game like this, because you're able to sit down and and have those one on one conversations with, you know, between commits and uncommitted guys. And you're able to say, hey, this is why I hopped in the boat. This is why I love Oregon. This is why I love Dan Lanning, Tosh Lapoy, the rest of this coaching staff. Um, You know, you name it. I think that they have uh, someone that they can, you know, have recruit to their advantage. I think that's huge. So I think that's a really good opportunity for Oregon this weekend to, to kind of close the gap on maybe some of these uncommitted guys, maybe see some 2025 guys. I think one guy that, that I would love to see Oregon host this weekend is Teandre Waverly. He is a 2025 tight end out of Washington, just Supreme athlete does a little bit of everything also is involved in track. So I think he's going to emerge as one of their top 2025 targets. And he hasn't he hasn't uh, announced a visit or anything, but I think that would be a big priority guy that the Ducks likely want to get back on campus. You have geography on your side there as well. Maybe Braden Platt as well, one of Oregon's newest commits. I think Oregon's newest commit, linebacker out of Yelm, Washington. He committed to the Ducks earlier on this month. And again, you've got to think you have that um, distance on your side. So it's an easier trip to make. 12.30 kickoff is... is uh, obviously on the earlier side. So it might be a little hard for some guys that are playing games on Friday nights. I know some people in the Southern California area at least have bye weeks this week because it was a little hard to find games to cover this week, Um, but still working that out and and working through that. So I think that's a a little bit as far as just the, the statement that they can make. Having those guys on campus is great, but more of the actual statement, let's look into just what this game is. You got prime time coming to Eugene. You have 3-0 and versus 3-0. and I don't know if there's been this much hype around a Pac-12 opener for Oregon in quite some time. Certainly hasn't been this much hype for uh, an Oregon versus Colorado game in what feels like forever. Uh, the Ducks went into Boulder last year and just beat the brakes off of the Buffs 49-10. That was a that was some really nice alliteration there, beat the brakes off the Buffs. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. It could be the case this year, but this is a completely different team. And this is going to be a challenge for the Ducks going against Shadur Sanders, one of the best quarterbacks in college football right now. He's on an absolute tear, can definitely hurt you with his arm and his legs. Dan Lanning talking on Monday about how Shadur Sanders really presents a unique matchup for them because 
he runs to pass rather than running to run. I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but that's kind of what he was getting at. You know, he's not just running to scramble. He's running to extend plays, keeping his eyes down the field, looking at those receivers, tight ends, and running backs that are trying to get open for him. So I think this is a really good challenge for, for Oregon's defense, and it's an opportunity for them to ultimately, when you think about it, for all the off-the-field stuff that has happened um, or all the, the chatter and the hype and the buzz you name it, there's just so much hype and drama and storylines around this Colorado team right now, especially after that Travis Hunter hit that that knocked him out of that game against Colorado. There are just going to be so many eyeballs on this game, such high expectations for Oregon in this game, high expectations for Colorado as well. I think Oregon can send a statement here on the recruiting trail by just blocking all that out really just saying we don't care about that we have a game this saturday on the 23rd against the the colorado buffaloes and and that's that dan lanning was talking about this earlier on saying that you play to the game not to the occasion what's the occasion primetime in eugene shador sanders and eugene uh former number one corner cormani mclean who's probably going to be taking uh taking over for travis hunter to some degree he's going to be in eugene as well so you have to look past all the hype and just prove to these recruits, prove to their parents, prove to the country. We don't care about all these headlines. We're locked in on the, you know, hundred plus people in this building, the hundred plus people in the Hatfield Dallin complex. Those are the people that matter in terms of determining the outcome of, of this week's game against Colorado. We're, we're not going to get caught up in the hype. We're just focused on those 11 guys that are in front of us. On either side of the ball, we're focused on winning the special teams battle, the turnover battle. I think that is something that that is super important for the Ducks to do, and I think that they are probably going to do that. Why do I think that? If, if you listen to Dan Lenning's press conference from from Monday, it's on my channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. That dude sounds locked in. He sounds locked in. He's not focused on any of the hype, any of the the other stuff surrounding this game. He's he's just looking at it like, hey, it's week four. I got a game to play, and this is the team that we're going against. He was also asked on Monday about whether or not he regrets his comments from uh, Oregon Football Media Day about Colorado, which were made talking about previous Colorado teams, talking about the history of Colorado football and not Deion Sanders' team. But of course, we have all these keyboard warriors. We have all these big social media accounts that are saying, oh man, look at this. Dan Lanning's talking trash about Colorado. That's not what it was. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To me, I took that as Dan Lenning say, saying, hey, Colorado has done nothing, practically nothing in the Pac-12. We had that year under Mike McIntyre in 2016, when was the, which was the last time Colorado was relevant. But Dan Lenning responded to that question on Monday night, talking about how he doesn't regret the comments that he made uh, because he wasn't talking about Dion's team. And he's been very complimentary of Dion Sanders saying, you know, you'd be a fool, I think he said. To, to not realize the the success that they're having early on and um, was just very respectful of, of what um, of what Dion's done and, and what um, what Shador Sanders has done. I think he's that quarterback that that is going to keep you in any game as long as he's the one leading the offense. Lenning also talked about how he just hated to see Travis Hunter hurt. That was a guy that he recruited during his time at Georgia. And he said that Travis Hunter was made for, for a stage like this, for games like this with Oregon and Colorado squaring off on Saturday. So I think that there were obviously opportunities to, I guess, give some more bulletin board material, but a, that was never what Dan Lanning was trying to do back in the summer. And B that's, that's just not in his character. He was saying, you know, if they want to use that as bulletin board material, then great, but I don't think it's going to have any impact on, on this game. So I think Dan Lanning is super locked in. I think this is going to be, a really good opportunity for us to see what Oregon's going to be able to do ultimately in the 2023 season. Certainly from a defensive standpoint, I think you're starting to get some of those key guys going. Jordan Birch got his first sack as a duck last week against Hawaii. Popo Amavai got his first sack since coming back from injury that forced him to miss all of 2022. Jaleel Florence looks like he's continuing to solidify himself as that number two corner. Uh, certainly opposite Kyrie Jackson, who has two picks in as many games. So some of these pieces are starting to come together. You're seeing a plenty of Mateo Uyunglele. So I think that I like where Oregon's at coming out of non-conference play. Was it perfect? No, certainly wasn't perfect. Certainly had, uh, I think, what some would describe as an ugly win over Texas Tech. We know that penalties continue to be an issue for the Ducks. That's something that they're going to have to look to shore up this week. But hey, you got that win over Texas Tech and and winning's winning. It doesn't matter. I always think about that. Maybe it's just because I like the Fast and Furious movies. I always think about the Vin Diesel quote about it doesn't matter if you win by, you know, an inch or a quarter mile uh, or whatever it was, something along that line. Winning is winning. So that's what Oregon's looking to do. We've seen what kind of recruiting momentum a big time win can generate for you on the trail. You're, you're seeing the momentum that Texas has on the recruiting trail right now after beating Alabama on the road in Tuscaloosa. Do I think that something similar could happen to Oregon if they can win against Colorado? Mm, not, not necessarily. I think oh, anytime you win, it's a good win, but this is obviously Oregon's marquee matchup of the year so far. As we go into week four, this is the game that's going to have the biggest eyeballs on it compared to Texas Tech last week. So or two weeks ago, I guess I should say. So I think that if you can win a game like this and have a commanding performance 
a dominant performance. I think that can go a long way. I think Travis Hunter being out of this game definitely lessens the appeal to a degree. Uh, like I said, I wanted to see that matchup between Hunter and uh, Travis and Troy Franklin. Excuse me. So doesn't seem like we're going to get that now, uh, which is a bummer. But I think it'll still be a good game. And obviously the the sports books are favoring Oregon. So I think to that degree, it's, it's not as highly anticipated of a game. And you, Oregon should win this game. But you still got to go out and play that game. Let's talk now about one of the top uncommitted targets that is scheduled to be in Eugene this weekend. That's Solomon Williams. He is a 2024 four-star edge rusher out of Carrollwood Day School in Tampa, Florida. And he's going to be taking his official visit to Eugene this weekend. So that is absolutely a very significant trip for Solomon Williams and the Ducks. Dan Lanning and the rest of that defensive staff, Tosh Lapoy, Tony Tuioti. I think part of the reason that's so significant is because he is the absolute premier priority whatever word you want to use he is the guy that they're going after here in the 2024 class as a pass rusher along that edge spot so if you're getting one of your top targets on campus for an official visit should be an amazing atmosphere in eugene when the ducks take on the buffs and if you ever wanted a guy to have a good performance at the edge rusher spot whether we're talking jordan birch mateo uyungalele uh, a true freshman, uh, Tatum Tuioti, Blake Purchase. We've been seeing a lot of these true freshmen playing as well. If you can have a strong day, if you can get a strong day out of any of those guys, which I think is pretty likely, Mateo's been doing great. Tatum had a big TFL last week against Hawaii. I think that would definitely help the Ducks in terms of just their pitch for Solomon Williams because it's like Danny said a million, Dan Lenny has said a million times, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I think Oregon can can sell playing time to a degree along that edge rusher spot, seeing that uh, if everything goes according to plan, I would think that Jordan Birch is going to be heading to the NFL after this year. He could come back possibly. But either way, I think that playing time may not be that big of a factor because at the end of the day, if you're going to a school that has a lot of really talented, promising pieces at any position, you're going because you love competition. You're going because... You think that you're a guy and you can you can make a name for yourself. Look at what Iapani Laulaulu is doing for the Ducks. He was a, kind of a, a, a high three-star, low four-star, I believe, on most recruiting services. And now you have him playing crunch time snaps against Texas Tech. You have him playing last week against Hawaii at right guard, um, you know, kind of playing. I don't know if I'd say they, they selected Iapani over – Stephen Jones, but Stephen Jones needed a spell. And who was that guy off the bench? It was Iapani. And we still haven't seen too much of Junior Angelau, Angelau either. So that's a guy who's played a tremendous amount of football at Texas. And Iapani is making a name for himself as a true freshman. And it's not just because, oh, hey, we want to get him out there so that we can show people that freshmen play early. No, that's not the situation. You have a guy that is proven to be too good to keep, to keep off the field. And that's someone that this coaching staff identified, this coaching staff prioritized and chose to take his commitment and, you know, show that faith in him as a recruit when some other schools, some other big time schools maybe weren't doing that. And I think um, to go on the defensive side of the ball, I already mentioned Mateo Tatum, 
Tuioti and uh, Blake Purchase as well. But I think you also have a similar scenario last year with Jalil Florence. He was definitely heavily in the rotation as a true freshman coming out of San Diego. He was an All-American caliber guy, high four-star, you know, 6'2", probably around 190 pounds now. So he is really looking like he's staking his claim as the team's number two corner this year. So I think that's part of what maybe could uh, have this appeal for Solomon Williams. And then Tony Tuioti as an underrated recruiter, he's more so the defensive line as opposed to the edge. But that's a guy, this is a guy, Solomon Williams, that I'm sure Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy are, are personally involved in as far as his recruitment goes. And he's a four-star guy, but you have to think of the upside here coming out of the state of Florida. You see how quick he is off the line of scrimmage. He's listed at six foot three, 250 pounds. So this is a guy who certainly has that college body to be an edge rusher. He's coming off the line straight up, just bull rushing the offensive lineman there. And then he has a good motor there to, to pursue the ball carrier and make the tackle. So I think Oregon right now is in a good position with Solomon Williams. Maybe you don't want to be getting an official visit this early in an ideal situation. You could have it maybe closer to the back end of the season because you want to try to have that last impression that last visit, if you can, Solomon Williams hasn't set a commitment date just yet, but probably stands to reason that it'll be after his official visits wrap up. And you would think that he's going to be taking an official visits to um, each of his five finalists, which include Texas, Texas A&M, Alabama, and Clemson as well. So the Ducks are really in the thick of a very strong competition uh, for Solomon Williams' commitment. And I think this is someone that they've really stayed on after losing now on guys like Elijah Rushing, who committed to Arizona, guys like Colin Simmons, who committed to Texas, guys like Jordan Ross, who committed to Tennessee. You get the point here. I think that they're trying to make sure, do everything they can to make sure that that's not the case with Solomon Williams. And what would a commitment from Solomon Williams mean for the Ducks, one of the biggest visitors on this weekend's visitor list? I think it would mean a whole heck of a lot. I think it would be meaningful and significant in Oregon's recruiting efforts in the Sunshine State. You probably can't really, unless you go with Maine, I don't think you can choose or find a state that is farther away from Eugene, Oregon, from this small city in Western Oregon. And to, for Oregon to be contending for an elite talent like Solomon Williams out of the Sunshine State that routinely puts some of the top college football players out every year. Look at, look at, uh, Colorado and, and their roster. Um, you have uh, one of Colorado's best receivers in, um, in uh, Weaver. I'm trying to get his, uh, his first name, excuse me, because I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head, but you have one of Colorado's top receivers on, on this year's team. Um, Xavier Weaver, he's out of Orlando. He's out of the Florida area, so he's super talented. And then you have another top receiver, not named Travis Hunter, on this uh, on this team for Deion Sanders, Jimmy Horn Jr. He's out of uh, Sanford, Florida, transferred over from, from USF, South Florida. So I'm just kind of trying to drive home the point that Florida is uh, an area that Oregon's trying to continue to take their shots at. Uh, certainly incredible talent in that state. Dallas Wilson's a five-star wide receiver out of Tampa Bay Tech. Um, and he's committed to Oregon. He's a, a five-star guy that actually visited Colorado last weekend for this uh, Colorado Colorado State game. And you also have Chavez Sandman Thompson out of Melbourne, Florida. He's an offensive lineman in the 2025 class that's committed to the Ducks. So 
plenty of opportunity, plenty of involvement for Oregon out in the state of Florida on the recruiting trail, starting to see maybe some, some better signs of success, uh, some better hit rates from this Oregon coaching staff. Elite Terry and Junior Adams, obviously a big part of that. Um, Dallas Wilson actually committed on the day he was offered by Adrian Clem back in January. So a lot of, a lot of ways to go a long way to go for those guys because they're 2025s. But as far as 2024s in the state of Florida, I think Solomon Williams is the name you gotta know for the Oregon ducks. And he's going to be taking his visit out to Eugene, his official visit out to Eugene this weekend when the ducks face Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. So I think if, if Oregon can prove that they're keeping the main thing, the main thing, take care of business. I'm still working on my score prediction story. That'll be out tomorrow over on Ducks Digest. But I think if you can get a big defensive performance, that's really going to be key here. Uh, Oregon's offense is, is really doing a great job. One of the most efficient offenses in the country. And Colorado's defense is no joke. Shiloh Sanders and company forcing uh, 10 turnovers, I believe it is, uh, which paces the country all of college football right now, they're in that elite territory. So I think a defensive performance is a strong defensive performance is more important for Oregon and the ducks on the recruiting trail rather than an offensive performance, but you just want a great game overall. And I think if, if Oregon can win one of these national spotlight games where there's going to be a whole lot of attention and hype around the program, I think that's going to help them get back into that top 10 territory and the 2024 recruiting class rankings. I believe that, uh, Right now, they are currently ranked uh, number 12, according to the 247 sports rankings, with 17 four-stars and five three-stars in the 2024 class. So big opportunity for Dan Lanning and the Ducks on the recruiting trail this weekend. Important to lock in with me on all social media platforms. If you haven't already, I am at Sports on Twitter and Instagram. I am at OregonFootballMaxTaurus on YouTube. Read all of my stuff over on DucksDigest.com and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. But until next time, I'll see you guys on the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.